Hey, hey, welcome back to Beyond the Booze. Today we are doing a Q&A and I answered four questions. Uh, the first question was, how can I maintain being sober for life? What did you do to replace the habit? How long does it take to feel normal again? And the last question I answered on this episode is, how do you handle it when friends or family or your spouse is not supportive of your choice not to drink. So I hope this episode blesses you and let's dive in. Hey friend, welcome to Beyond the Booze. I'm your host, Victoria Plummer, daughter of the most high, wife, boy mom, and multi-passionate entrepreneur. I know that you are sick of wallowing in shame after another night of binge drinking. I know that you want to quit but you can't imagine a life without alcohol. My mission is to set you free from the lies, fears, and habits that are keeping you stuck in a toxic relationship with alcohol. In this podcast, you'll learn about spiritual growth, personal development, healthy lifestyle habits, and recovery education so that you can start living a life you love. If you're ready to take your power back, grow in your faith, and live a more purposeful life, you are in the right place. Whip up your favorite mocktail. Let's do this. Hey, hey, and welcome back to the podcast. Happy New Year. This is the first podcast that I'm recording in 2023. I don't know about you guys, but writing 2023 in my journal this morning just felt crazy. But um, today we are actually going to do a Q&A. I've had a ton of questions submitted through the Facebook community, the Beyond the Booze Facebook community. And so I figured today I would just start answering some of those questions. So before we get started, I'm just going to say a prayer, just that the wisdom that I have isn't all that I'm sharing, that it's going to be God's wisdom and a quick disclaimer, I am not a addiction specialist or counselor or any type of professional in that capacity. I am just a, a woman who has been walking this journey myself um, since 2012. Yeah, so all of this is just personal experience, but let's just go to God in prayer real fast. Lord, I just thank you for the opportunity to open my mouth today, to be alive today, to speak today. Um, Lord, I just I just surrender this podcast to you. I surrender this mic to you, Lord. And I just pray that you would use my voice and um, just allow me to share your wisdom and your knowledge and um, just your answers to these questions, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, so I had like three new people join the community and this is a little out of order so I apologize to everyone who's submitted questions before but I kind of wanted to answer these because I just felt like they were pretty relevant you know especially for people you know who maybe are doing dry January or they've decided that 2023 they were going to finally commit to you know getting sober from alcohol so Let's dive in. The first question I have is, how can I maintain being sober for life? 
Man, that's a loaded question. And that's like the question, right? How can I maintain being sober for life? So I think, you know, there's I obviously <laughs> this is a loaded question, but I'm just going to give a few practical answers. Um, you know, first of all, I definitely would recommend to get these substances out of your house um, where they're not so accessible. Obviously, I know that's not always enough. You know, there's going to be times when you're triggered. So that would be my next thing is to find out like what are your triggers and start creating like some space from those triggers. So say something happens and you feel triggered, try to just like realize that you do have a choice, you know, um, especially if you're a believer and you have the Holy Spirit, like the sin no longer has hold over you. Um, Jesus broke the power of that. And so knowing that like we actually do have a choice and so you're either choosing to do it or not to do it. The choice is yours. It is. Um, it might feel really hard not to, but you do have a choice. And so I would just say like once when you feel triggered, notice that and I would like reach out to a friend who who you know can support you in that in that, you know, aspect. Um, just for some accountability to just maybe verbalize like, hey, I'm feeling kind of triggered right now and I'm feeling like I want to drink, but, you know, I'm, I'm committed to being sober. So, you know, maybe just and then tell them like, you know, what's going on. Maybe just talking about whatever situation happened that made you feel triggered um, would be helpful. And then maybe going for a walk or getting some fresh air, doing some breath work, doing something to um, just help you while you're feeling triggered, if that makes sense. Maybe like that's just journaling out your feelings. Maybe again, that's breath work, going for a walk, um, somehow getting your mind off of it. Um, And then again, I think it, this is just, it's a journey, right? So continuing to like find new things, you know, that bring you joy, like finding new hobbies. Um, when I read this question, it made me think about like all the other aspects of our life. There's like, I, I've seen this before, like in personal development, like they, it's, it's like kind of like the wheel of life and there's like all these slices of pie that create, you know, your whole life. Like, for example, like, you know, your personal goals, your fitness goals, your financial goals, your, um, you know, maybe your dwelling, your relationships. So there's all of these areas that you have that you can focus on that are, that have nothing to do with substances. Um, and, I actually use this journal. It's um, from from Horatio Printing. I'm actually gonna like send a put a link because they sent me a link. And if anyone buys a <laughs> a a product from them, I'll get like a ten dollar kickback. So full disclosure, I've been using this planner for like two years, but she has like a little course that goes along with it that actually 
shows you how you can like kind of like make goals for all of these areas of in your life and how you can actually incorporate them into your life. Um, so yeah, as far as like maintaining sobriety, I think part of it's also just like focusing on other areas of your life. Um, you know, like again, like relationships, like your physical health, like your spiritual health, um, all those kind of things. And I'm going to link again that I'm going to link the planner that I use because it's, it's called a dream planner. And so it, again, it helps you just like think about like what you want out of life and like what you want out of the year. Um, and just think about all the different goals and who you want to become and all those things. It's really, really great. Um, she's like a, a Christian woman as well, a Christian entrepreneur who created this planner and the planner is beautiful. And yeah, the little, uh, essentials dream planning essentials course that comes along with it is really great too. So I'm going to share that with you and then hopefully that'll be a way for you to maintain your sobriety is by focusing on all those other areas of your life that need attention. And then my second question I received was, what did you do to replace the habit? So at first for me, it was definitely like, I mean, it's still these things actually, (laughs) but faith and fitness were definitely huge, huge, huge parts of me getting sober from alcohol. Um, definitely like realizing that the hole in my heart and like that thing, that, that void I was trying to fill with alcohol and with men and with all these other things was like God um, was a huge, huge component. And then the other one was like fitness and I'm really hoping to get my wellness coach on the podcast to talk more about this and how um, like how fitness has helped him maintain his sobriety for 20 years. Um, but but yeah, fitness was a huge part for me. And he he's reco- he recommended this book. It's called Spark and it's by um, this doctor. And it's all about how like exercise like changes your brain. And so it helps like whenever you're like trying to, to change, you know, like you're, you're literally having to change your brain when you're, um, deciding to quit drinking. So, so yeah, what did I do to replace the habit, faith and fitness? Those were like the really, the big things. Um, and I'd say now, like, I think something I would do when I was feeling like in the evening, um, when I was feeling like lonely or, um, just like I wanted to use some sort of substance, um, reading, reading books (laughs) and having like a routine, like going to bed. I I like start trying to go to bed around nine, um, like head into the bed, like brushing my teeth, you know, all that putting face cream on and then, um, getting in my bed, getting my PJs. And like, I start reading a book and, um, just reading the book helps relax my mind and, um, and it just makes me sleepy. So I think that's a really good one as well. Um, if, if the evenings are triggering, um, reading a book (laughs) is a good way to replace the habit. And then someone else asked, how long does it take to feel normal again? This is such a good question. And it's probably the hardest part because you're so used to doing things a certain way. 
Um, and anytime you're like changing that, it doesn't feel natural for a little while, you know, and then everybody else, you know, is still doing the same things and you feel like you're the only one who's changing and you're just, and it, it kind of can be frustrating. So I think it takes a while, you know, um, like part of me wants to say like three months, but I feel like there's levels to it because I'm going on three years without alcohol and that feels really natural. Like I don't feel like, oh no, I'm going to a party like, and there's going to be alcohol around. Like, what am I going to do? Like, I don't feel that way. I more so feel like if people are going to be drunk, like I don't want to be around a bunch of drunk people because that's just not really my scene. It's not really fun. You know, like if you're going to be about around a bunch of drunk people, like the only way to really tolerate it is to be drunk yourself, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, like I, I do think it feels a while, it takes a while. Um, it takes a while for your brain to catch up, but I would just focus on, you know, what can you do to feel good? Like maybe that's adding in some new habits, like focusing on like nutrition, focusing on physical health, um, focusing on like a new hobby, that kind of thing will just help you take your mind off of uh, feeling normal. Okay, I'm just going to answer one more question on here, and that was, how do you handle it when friends slash family slash spouse is not supportive of your choice not to drink? So I think that when you're family or your friends, or your spouse are not supportive of your choice to get healthy. Um, it really is a reflection of where they are. Um, and maybe where they are, they are not ready to make changes themselves. Um, so by you doing something where you're changing yourself, um, you're almost making them have to question what they're doing and that may feel uncomfortable for them. So the, I think the easiest thing for them to do is to try to get you to go back uh, to the way you were because yeah, sometimes like when we change, it does affect other people um, and they're used to, their the relationship with you being a certain way um, especially if you know drinking is something that you used to together um, it does kind of shift the dynamic of the relationship so I would say how would I handle it I would say I would try to explain to them why you're choosing to not drink um, for me, um, a major thing was like just the whole getting angry and not being able to control, um, how much I was drinking. And, you know, I think when people hear that, like, that's more like, oh yeah, well, you know, obviously you don't want to be an angry drunk and, you know, if it's causing you all these problems, like, yeah, obviously that makes sense. Um, but sometimes people still are just not emotionally mature enough, um, 
to understand and be supportive. And I think this is where um, you really have to find more support. And that might be through some sort of group. Um, you know, of course, there's AA or like there's, uh, there's regeneration, which is like they help with all sorts of things. Like any problem you have, um, you could go and this is something that usually churches put on. It's, it's sort of, I think, like 12 steps still type of uh, group. But yeah, I, I guess it's just different. It's more, I guess, Christian. Um, so, you know, there's always that type of aspect. I'm sure there's other groups you can find online. Um, put the Shovel Down on YouTube has some support groups um, you could check out. And then... Um, you can even like find different sober pages on Instagram and, you know, like kind of fill your Instagram with all these, you know, pro sobriety posts. Um, you could join, you know, sobriety groups on Facebook. Um, you could, you know, hire a therapist, you could hire a sobriety coach, um, I think the most important thing is to, you know, like not rely on your friends and your family and your spouse to be your support if they are not capable of being supportive because of where they are in their journey. Um, I would look for that support from other people um, who are at the stage that you're at where you're realizing that alcohol is no longer aligned with the person that you want to be. Um, alcohol is no longer serving you. Alcohol is not allowing you to be the person that you were created to be. Um, yeah, I mean, you just have to get that support elsewhere um, because unfortunately, sometimes we're not going to get the support from the people that we would like to receive it from. Um, but yeah, so that, that was only four questions, but you know, sometimes these Q and A's could get like super long and I don't want it to be a super long episode. Um, but that is it for today, guys. Um, I hope this episode helped you and answered some of your questions. And again, I want to invite you to join the Facebook group. Um, Grab one of these dream planners from Horatio Printing, not only because I get this little $10 kickback, which would be awesome to buy, you know, her other Bible studies, <laughs> um, but the planner is really awesome. It's a, it's a great planner. I used it all of last year and I bought it again for this year and I actually bought one for my, one of my friends. Um, one of my other friends bought one herself and so I have like three friends now well, me included, who have this really awesome planner. And so anyways, if you are a planning type or want to get into it, um, I definitely recommend the vertical layout of these planners. And if you haven't already, leave a review if this episode helped you. And I will catch you guys next time. Bye now.